You are welcome to teaching ministry of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of IKEA Christian Center Global. Get set to be at the fire. The word works. Um, <clears throat> we are going to try our best to make sure we fight for the Nigeria that we want to see. Fight on our knees, who votes, who participates, who engage. Hallelujah. But you know, change does not come overnight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Church talks to me now. Change does not come overnight. It doesn't come overnight. All right? It doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. But when it comes, well, we know that this is the change that we've been believing God for. Hallelujah. All right? So let's walk in wisdom in the next couple of days. Amen? Let's call with serious wisdom in the next couple of days. And God will help us all in Jesus' name. Praise God. All right. Are you ready for the word? Can we minimize the moving around and movements to a minimum? Praise God. Genesis chapter number two. Genesis chapter number two. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter number two and verse 24. We are looking at making it work. This is our last. The last teaching for this series that we're looking at marriage of this. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 23 into 24. Can we read one to go? I'm going to try. I tried last week, Abby. I stayed on the, this thing. I, I, I don't know whether I'll, I'll, do, I'll be able to achieve that again. <laughs> Can we read one to go? And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was what? Okay, by the grace of God, I'm, I'm going to be, we are, I'm, um, I'm six years married already. Um, so we are going, approaching seven years. So I, first of all, before I continue, because we are talking married, let me thank my wife. All right, she has been a wonderful, wonderful partner. Because what authority would I have had to be teaching marriage and all that if I didn't have a wonderful wife like uh, Pastor Tolani or Lale? Can you give her a big, big hand, please? All right. He said, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now, verse 24, what does he say? Want to go? He says, well, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto what? And they shall be what? Now, notice he makes certain statements. He says, mentions wife. Now, the presence of a wife automatically means there is somebody called a what? A husband. Hallelujah. And we're going to look at what does husband mean? What does wife mean? What exactly is the scripture saying? And why exactly does the scripture say these things? Most of the time, um, challenges we've had in marriage or marriages usually stem from the fact that we don't understand what the scripture actually has said concerning that subject matter. And if we are not ready to do the word, we are not going to see results that the word of God tells and shows us that we would have. Now, turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5 real quick. Amen. So let us define something. First, marriage is God's idea. And marriage is a typology of the union between Christ and the church. 
So the husband is a metaphor or a typology of Christ, while the wife is a metaphor or a typology of the church. We've said this over time in this series. Okay? Now, it is important for us to stress that a marriage is between a man and a woman. Husband is a man and wife is a woman according to the scriptures. According to what? The scriptures. Not a woman saying she's the husband to another woman. Mm -mm. That's not scriptures. That one is an aberration. Praise God. Now, Ephesians 5.22. What does it say? Real quickly. What does it say? Church, now talk to me. One, two, go. It says what? Wives, submit yourselves unto what? Read it again. Wives, submit yourselves unto what? Now, <laughs> wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Continue. As unto what? Notice that the submission of the wife to her own husband, glory to God, is as unto the Lord. So, the submission of the wife to her husband is not primarily because of the husband. She is doing it because she is submitted to the Lord. Are you seeing this? So, we cannot separate the submission of a wife to her husband to her fidelity, her worship, and her service of the Lord. So, when a woman is to submit to her husband, she should be looking at the Lord primarily, not her husband. While it is easier for the woman to submit when the man is loving, kind, and good, but that is not the premise for that submission. The submission should be predicated on the fact that she is doing it as service unto the Lord. But you can now say, Pastor, what if I have a stupid husband? My question to you is this. How did you get to have a stupid husband? How did you get there? You had opportunity to check the quality of the head that wanted to head you. So how did you get there? Were you, did you get married by force or did you, were you imprisoned into the marriage? If the answer is no, it means that you have a part to play in deciding who becomes the head, your head. Which is why marriage is not something you rush into. If you rush into it, you're going to rush out of it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now let's continue. Ephesians 5.22 said, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Now let us look at that word submit. And it is very important for us to note that many times or most times where the scriptures in the New Testament addresses wives, the instructions seem to be the same. Glory to God. It seems to be the same. Because if you look at Ephesians chapter 5.22 and Ephesians 5.24 and Colossians 3.8, it's the same instruction. Submit, 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 submit. Look at it. Ephesians 5.24, what does it say? 5.24 says what? Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their what? Own husbands in what? Everything. What does that tell you? It means that if there is a challenge the wives will have as it pertains to their husband, it is what? Submission. 
Submission. Submission. Submission. So he commands it. He instructs it. Look at Colossians chapter 3 verse 18. Same thing. Submit. Glory to God. Colossians 3.18. He says what? Wives, submit yourselves unto what? Your, notice it's the own. It says your own. Your own. Not another man's husband. Your own husband. As it is fit where? In the Lord. Same instruction. Submit to your own husband. Now look at 1 Peter, <coughs> chapter 3, and verse 1. 1 Peter 3, and verse 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in what? Subjection to your what? Church, talk to me. To your what? Own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. You see that? Submit to. Now, we're going to explore that a bit. What does it mean to submit? Hallelujah. What does that mean when it says submit? Subject. The word subjection, all right, is the Greek word upotasso. And what it means is to arrange yourself under another. Because that fellow you are arranging yourself under is in a higher office than you. So, submission is due to the office occupied more than any other thing. Let me give you some, a few examples. Because the same word, upotasso, subject, submit, is used for many other things. In St. Luke's Gospel chapter 2 and verse 51, St. Luke's Gospel chapter number 2, verse 51, we find that the Bible tells us that Jesus went and subjected himself to his parents. Look at it. Luke 2, 51. What does it say? Quickly. And he went down with them and came to what? Nazareth. And was what? Subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in. What happened? They went to offer sacrifices, all right, in Jerusalem. And while they were there for the feast, Jesus, praise God, disappeared from them, and spent about a couple of days with priests. He went without their permission. So they were looking for him for several days. They couldn't find him. Then after they found him, they said, why we're looking for you? Why did you do this? He said, didn't you know I will be about my father's business? But when Jesus, even as a young child, saw that he was out of line, he went with them, and from that day, he did what? Submitted. Why did he submit to them? Because he recognized their parental authority. Everybody say parental authority. Say he recognized. So submission goes with the recognition of authority. 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 It goes with the recognition of authority. Look at St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 17. The same word submission of subject is also used to refer to the submission of demonic spirits to believers. All right? So in Luke 10 and verse 17, and the 17 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are what? Subject unto us through thy name. Why were the devils subject? Because the devils recognized whose authority? The believer's authority. How many of you are getting this? Church, how many of you are getting this? They recognized the believer's authority, so they subjected themselves to the believer. 
Let's also look at um, Romans chapter 13, verse 1. The Bible also tells us to submit or subject ourselves to governmental officials because of their authority. Romans 13, verse 1. Let every soul be what? Subject unto what? The higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are what? Ordained of God. He's talking about kings and rulers. He's saying be subject to those authorities. Why? Your submission and subject, subjection to the authority or the government is a recognition of their authority. Are, are you following this? So, submission goes with authority. So, when the Bible tells a wife to submit to her husband, he's saying that the husband has an authority in the home over the wife. That's what he said. Glory to God. He has authority. All right? Over the wife and the children in the home. Glory to God. Look at Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 and verse 5. Because if you miss this, eh, <laughs> let me know what's going on in the world. In the world, what's going on is they are trying to scatter this order. So you now have that there is a feminization of the men and the masculinization of the woman. So you are now having that women are being described with masculine attributes and they are being defeminized. Whereas men are being, you know, described with feminine attributes and they are being demasculated. You see it everywhere in the talk show and in the ideologies. Oh, a man should be this, a woman should be this, a man. And it's not from the word. Praise the Lord. It's not from the word. There's a way God made a man, and there's a way God made a woman. It comes natural to a man, and it comes natural to a woman. Praise God. It is not limitation, it is the beauty of the gender. It is the beauty of the sexes. It's what makes man, man, and woman, woman. That's the truth. Glory to God. It is the beauty of it. So if a woman says, no, I cannot submit to any man, even my husband, don't marry. Don't marry. Stay single. Because husband comes with an office. It is like the, a mother saying, or it's like a child saying to the mother, I cannot submit to you. I cannot submit to any woman. Mm -mm. It's a child. The child is supposed to submit to what? To father and what? And mother. Why? Because of their authority over that child. Are, are you following what I'm saying? When a child begins to determine what happens in the home, there's a problem. Go and sleep. No, I sleep when I want to. I am a, and I'm an adult. How old are you? I'm four years old. Do you understand? You're going to have a problem in that home. Glory to God. You know, you have a husband saying, honey, this is what I think we should do. And you, you, you know that the person, first of all, we are assuming that you didn't marry an idiot. Amen. You married someone that has a brain. This is what I think we should do. Hallelujah. You may not understand it as a wife. But don't rebel against it because you don't understand it. You can ask questions, but don't question your husband. Ask questions. 
Seek clarification. That's okay. But don't question your husband because he is your husband. Because God is watching that union. And your ability or willingness to submit to your husband is part of your worship to the Lord. Praise God. I said, praise God. So men, I'm coming to you in case you think this one is all about the wives. I'm starting with the wives because in the Bible, is it not wife they started with? It's not the wife they started with. Because I noticed that the women are like, hmm, yeah, when are we moving on from this? <laughs> not yet. I still have some more points. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, submission is very important because it does not come willingly to the flesh of anybody to submit. I've heard people say something that, oh, the Bible teaches submission, but it goes against everyone to submit. Listen to me. The, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, you know, he first of all starts in the context of the local church. He said, submit yourselves one to another. You know, it starts with that, right? So that means in the context of the local church, we are supposed to submit to one another. Then he now comes to the home and says, wife, submit to your husband. Why are we submitting one to another in the local church? All right, because in the local church, there is authority there. There are heads there. So we are supposed to submit one, you know, one to another in the local church because the context of that conversation is authority. Then in the home, the wife is to submit to her husband. There is no place where the Bible says, husband, submit to your wife. Never says it anywhere. The instruction to the husband is to love his wife. As Christ loved the church. Why is that instruction there? Because if the husband loves the wife, as Christ loved the church, he will not do anything that will be injurious to his wife. Because the love that the husband is told to love the wife with is a sacrificial kind of love. It's not just sexual love. It's not friendly love. It's agape. It is sacrificial. That means you put the woman first. You think of her before you make the decision. So we are not talking about tyranny. We are not talking about a husband that is a terrorist. No, that's not the kind of love being described. It's as Christ loved the church. So the measure, the standard of love, the husband is to have for his wife is as Christ loved the church. We come to that. But let us finish this one first. Praise God. So the wife is to be obedient to her husband. Titus 2.5. Look at it. Titus chapter 2 and verse 5. A lot of people are, you know, obedient. <laughs> yeah, I'm obedient too. But if you are an Agbado person, you are blessed also. Amen. If you are a Mikano person, we all need gents in our lives. I have a Mikano gen at home. You know, it's a wonderful gen. Amen. So, anyone choose who you want to support, it's fine. You should never bring any kind of fights. Mm -mm. Don't cancel people of politics. Hallelujah. Don't, it's, it's foolish. We will never be friends. What do you mean? It's foolish. Don't fight your father or mother because of politics. Don't fight your friend because, of because you are saying, no, we want a better Nigeria. Yes, we all want a better Nigeria. And we all believe, based on what we have heard and seen, that this person is the person that will give us a better Nigeria. But we don't really know. Amen? You know we don't really know. 
That's where you should give yourself brain. We don't really know. There is a person that, you know, people want to marry each other. You know, she has not even said yes. You know, say because she's putting Agbado, you will know. Agbado has his own wife and children. You don't. Better calm down. Let's talk about it. Relax. Cool down. See, no man can, how would I put it? Don't put that much faith in a man, in any man. You can say, based on what I have seen, this is the best choice. And you've prayed and you go that way. But don't now act as though you are the almighty father that is, uh, you know, that sees everything. You don't see everything, no. You don't. That's the truth. You don't. I've been, I've been around a while. To, you know, one of the things that made me on, um, have, you know, grow up, so to speak, when it came to politics, was Obama in 2008. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Obama will come in and change everything. What did he do? He was bombing everywhere. He's one that he didn't put soldiers on the ground. He just drove a pine. He was all killing people everywhere. But he knew how to give good speeches. Fellow Americans. Uh, uh, yesterday, I ordered. He, he's a man. Worry. Ah, a new don has come. Anti-corruption. His body language. And when he got in there, we thought the body language was what was making us have lights because we're just having lights. We're just having lights. You see, we say, yes, we see things work. Now look at how everything working. <laughs> As the ATS come and gone, when Bishop Oedeko was running us that time, people on social media, they were saying, all oh, these bishops, oh, they were abusing Bishop Oedeko. Yeah, I'm now. So calm down. Don't be too relaxed. Vote what you want to vote. Push for your candidate. But don't fight anybody because of politics. So. And don't die. Because then someone say, they will hear it. We will hit the streets. How many of us will they kill? They will kill all of us. That person that I say, he won't be there. Check. He has British visa, uh, passport. He won't be there. He has bought tickets. When everything is done, he will just sneak out. <laughs> Before I know it, I am talking live from London. Let us keep on fighting for the cause. A new Nigeria is here. Ah, better give yourself a reno. You are the only child of your father and mother. Relax. If you are too high, your body temperature is going up. Just look for cold water. Drink it. Calm down. Or bottle of uh, Coca-Cola. If the water is not working for you, just relax. And breathing it out. Do breathing exercises. Relax. Not that deep. Our hope is in God. Amen. I'm telling you, because this is your pastor that you are seeing here. I have studied history. I have studied all the political revolutions in the world. As far back as 500 years ago. I know how every single one of them turned out. Better calm down. Praise God. Not that deep. Don't lose your lies over it. The only thing you are permitted to kill your, be killed over is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know why? At least you get award. You get award in heaven. That's why entering heaven, Jesus will say, Behold, my Matthias, who died for me. If you die for politics, they will say, Welcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't listen if you like. You're doing stronger. Ten years' time, you understand what I'm saying. Where did I say, Shopo Noji? Titus chapter what? Two bars what? <laughs> Let's go in there. He now says to be discreet. Chase is talking about wives. Keep us at home. Good. 
obedient to their own husbands. That the word of God be not what? Now, please let us explain something. Now, you can see that description here when it talks about keepers at home. Because at this time, um, most wives were housewives. So you must understand that context. You understand? So it's very important. All right? If Paul was talking to women now, it would be different. In that he won't be saying um, keepers at home. No, he would talk about some other qualification. But we cannot remove the epistles from the current demography and sociology, all right, of the audience that the apostle was speaking to. Praise God. But we are going to say obedient to their own husbands. So the wife should learn to listen to her husband, obey the husband. All right, praise God. All right, so wives are supposed to submit to their husband because a husband is what? Standing in an office in the home. And that office is a priestly office. He is the head of the home. Your husband is the head of the home. The wife should not rebel and try to husband a husband. Huh. I know some of you are not married, so you are like, Pastor, what? We get married. Hear it first. This is tomorrow news today. The wife should not try to husband her husband. Don't try to husband your husband. He's your husband. Praise God. There's a wisdom in your husband that God has put there. Listen to it. Sometimes some women think that their husbands are a particular way. But you have to understand that that particular way your husband is, is unique. Some women think their husband are too slow. For example, my mom usually will complain that my dad is slow. Ah, kilo day, something, something. But as I grew older, I understood the slow nature of my father. I understood that it was not that he was slow. It was that he was cautious. You see, there's a difference between being cautious and being what? Slow. You see, when you are the one driving the car and you understand that if you make a mistake, bam, you are responsible for what happens to everybody inside the car, you will be what? Cautious. The person who is not driving the car will be thinking that, why are you driving like this? <laughs> oh, one more to one. You know what I'm saying? For example, when I'm, in, if I'm driving and my family is in the car, <laughs> my brother, you think I don't know how to drive. But you see, I have to be cautious while driving because my life is inside the car. It's not just me. I have to be thinking, ah, I hope that tire will not just bust to on top of the bridge. So if it busts, how do I maneuver it? Sophie is in the car. Jason is in the car. The love of my life is in the car. How am I going to? You understand? I have to be cautious. Are you following? So because the husband, listen, because the husband, the father in the home, will be responsible for every mistake. If something happens and something goes wrong, we hold the man responsible. So it may not be as fast as you want him to be. There are things he's dealing with. There are things he's introspecting about that you have no clue about because you are not the husband. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You are not the husband. Let your husband be the husband and wife be the wife. Don't try to husband your husband. Praise God. If you are sitting beside a woman, look at the woman and say, don't try. 
to husband your husband. That is, you see, can, can you say, I know it is, say it again, don't try. <laughs> to husband your husband. Now, why am I saying this? Because you see, dear sisters, women, you have power beyond your imagination over your husband. You have women, you must understand, you have power. And that power can be negative or positive. Let me show you a story in the Bible. Look at 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 21. There was a woman in the Bible. Her name was Jezebel. She was married to a king. Right? Yeah. Now, if you read the scriptures well, you will realize that Ahab, Ahab's number one problem was that he was a weak man. Not really that he was a bad man. Because if you read the story well, you will find that there were instances where Ahab backslided but repented. Backslided, then repented. But you find that the overpowering influence in Herb's life was his wife. Her name was Jezebel. Whenever Herb wanted to do evil, and he told his wife, Jezebel never talked him out of it. Jezebel, uh, you know, because there was a guy, there was a time the Bible talks about a, 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 a guy called, um, what's his name now? Is it Nab No, it wasn't Nabal. Is it Nabal? Nabot, right? Is it Nabot? Nabot, yeah. The guy with the vineyard. And Ahab went and he saw Naboth's vineyard. He said, oh my God, this vineyard is beautiful. I want it. I want it. Every time he passed by, he coveted Naboth's vineyard. But because he was not far gone, he felt it is too hard for me to take this vineyard. It is Naboth's own. He went to Naboth and tried to, you know, say, let me buy this thing from you. Naboth said, no, it is my inheritance, which means this is the only thing that connects me to my lineage. I want to retain it and pass it to my descendants. So I cannot sell it. Because if I sell it, I have no inheritance. Nothing I own in, in Israel. I can't do it. He was right. Because according to Jewish law, you had to keep those things and pass it from generation to generation. And Ahab understood. But Ahab went and told Jezebel, Ayaya, may you not marry Jezebel, oh brothers. Ayaya, Jezebel, oh my God. Jezebel is amazing. Jezebel heard the story. He said, what? What is the problem? He doesn't want to sell. So what is the problem? Oh, there, sit down there, you are a weak man. She usurped the authority. Check your Bible. In all the scriptures and all the scriptures concerning kings of Israel, there was no woman who was as mentioned. Notice what I'm saying. The frequency of the mention. There was no woman, no queen, who was as mentioned in the narration of the reign of her husband and the reign of her husband's son, like Jezebel. No woman. She was the de facto king. She took decisions without her husband, consulting her husband, and her husband could not do anything about it. Look at 1 Kings 21. Now, 1 <laughs> Kings 21, okay, uh, okay, can we back up to verse 5? 
No, let's start from verse 1. I want you to read the story. Are you following so far? Now, he says, And it came to pass after these things that Nabot the Jezreelite had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel. Ah, hard, listen, hard by the palace. That means it was beside the palace of King of Samaria. Next, verse 12, I read One to go. Give me thy vineyard that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near to my house. I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or if it seems good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. Good deal. So you see, Ahab was not like David. Praise God. <laughs> because I'm having remember about Cheddar. Hey, hey, David didn't go and say, to Bathsheba's husband, divorce him, I will pay you, don't worry, divorce him. He killed him without his knowledge. In fact, he killed him. Then he put the instruction to kill him. In his, you know, David was wicked though. I'm telling you, the only thing eh, is just that God had mercy on David because David knew how to say, I'm sorry, Lord, I have come. Do you know what, how wicked what David did was? David was watching pornography at night. Saw Bathsheba naked. Amen? Then he called for her. Slept with her. She got pregnant. Then when he found out she got pregnant, he said, don't worry. I know how we do it. Called for her husband who was fighting a battle. He sent him to fight. That means the guy was risking his life for David. Called the husband. And now told the husband, number one instruction, go and sleep with your wife. The man said, no. How can I go and sleep with my wife when my, my fellow soldiers are fighting? Which means he was a disciplined soldier. That how can I be taking pleasure when my, my comrades are taking pain? No, I can't do it. David caught him drunk. In his drunken state, this man did not. Uh, uh. He said he got him drunk and tried to take him to his house. He refused. He was drunk, but not too drunk. Hallelujah. To break his oath to the army and his oath to David. David now said, The reward for this your consecration is that I'm going to have you killed. So, what did he do? He writes a letter to the general, Joab, and said, The moment you see his letter, Put this guy, Uriah, to the fiercest part of the army that everybody withdraw from him. That's what David did. So David took by force what he wanted. Ahab found it hard to do it. David did not have a wife to convince him to do it. Ahab needed, are you following what I'm saying? So say Ahab was not far gone like that. The issue with Ahab was his wife. Praise God. Now, let's go back there. First Kings 21, right? Church, pay attention to First Kings 21. Let's continue. He said, And Nabal said to Ahab, The Lord forbid me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Next verse, everybody read. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word with now the desolate has spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would not eat what? So that means he was depressed. <laughs> Glory to God. But Jezebel, everybody say Jezebel. Ah, Jezebels are usually beautiful. Praise God. No, Jezebel is, be Je Jezebel is beautiful. I will explain Jezebel to you in a moment. Jezebel is so beautiful. Hmm. You can't say no to Jezebel. It's hard, except you're a strong man. But if you're a strong man, you won't marry Jezebel in the first place. Praise God. He said, but Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? Next verse. 
And he said unto her, uh-huh. Because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreel and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money. Or else, if he please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee a vineyard. Uh-huh. Next verse. And Jezreel said unto her, Does thou not govern? Look at what he said. Does thou not now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread. And let thy heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreel. I will give it to you. Next verse. Next verse. She wrote letters in Ahab's name. Are you seeing that? And she wrote letters in whose name? She husbanded her husband. She husbanded her husband. She wrote letters in his name. Praise God. Like some wives, they will take their husband's phone and call somebody. I'm warning you now. Leave my husband alone. What are you doing now, Alpha? Leave him alone. I noticed that you have been talking with him. Leave him. <laughs> and seal them with his seal. And send the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in his city dwelling with Nebo. Look at what she says. Next verse. And she wrote in the letter saying, Proclaim a fast. <laughs> Proclaim a what? Church now. Proclaim a what? That means they should start praying. Proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people. That means making a promoter. Um. Next verse. And set two men, sons of Belial, before him to bear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king, and then carry him out and stone him that he may die. Praise God. And the men of his city, even the elders and nobles who were the inhabitants of the city, did as Jezebel had sent unto them. They didn't think it was Jezebel. No. They thought it was who? The king. Because the king was a weak man. Now look at what he finally says in verse 25. Kings 21, 25. About Jezebel. Wives, do not husband your husband. Don't do it. I know you can. Ah, when you get married, you will understand the power a woman has. When your husband wants to have sex, and he goes to me and he wants to leave me alone. Leave me alone. What are you talking about? I have a headache. Just like that. Leave me alone. I'm not in mood. Da, da. Then the man goes, ah, hey, hey. we are in trouble. No. Oh, yeah, what is the problem? Nothing. I'm not just in mood. What is the problem? Nothing. I told you this other thing, and you're not listening to me. I was saying, I was saying, I was saying, uh, okay, what do you want? <laughs> uh, when someone is talking to you, you should be listening. Eh? Uh, what I was saying was, what, what did, nah, did it make sense? Did it make sense? Did it make sense? Uh, everything we are saying something, you won't listen. Everything we are saying, you won't listen. Uh, husband wants to resolve this thing quickly. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, amen? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if this is not resolved, there's a problem. The men will understand what I'm saying, what that problem is. Don't say, okay, 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 no problem, no problem. Are you fine now? Yes. You are husbanding your husband. <laughs> you are bringing negotiation into your marriage. Don't worry. 
Continue. There is somebody, a lawyer, that will soon enter that marriage. It's called the devil. Mm. It's the devil. Let me tell you what happens when a woman tries to husband her husband. At the beginning, she will win. She will have victories. Here and there. The beginning. She will win. Then, at some point, the man will be saying, I have a husband in the house. <laughs> His wife me, I want. <laughs> so, there will be people, Satan will strategically, ah, don't joke with Eshu, Eshu is a bastard though. Hmm. He will plant some people strategically in that man's house, in that man's life. Can be the office, can be somewhere, but that person will be behaving like wife. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, your leg is you. Can I massage this, sir? Ah, uh, uh, you want to eat rice? Can I make it, sir? Hey, can I buy it, sir? Can I kiniko? Kiniko? And by virtue of the fact that that thing is absent in his home, it will be a temptation to him. You cannot pray this. You can't pray this one. Tongues do not pray this one away. It will not change it away. If you like prophesy, it will not look. If a man wants to eat mango and there's no mango at all, if that mango is what he wants to eat, he will, he will go and look for it. Hallelujah. What you should do, instead of praying against him eating mango outside, use your head, put mango at all. It's just common sense. This is Bible philosophy. The Bible is very real. Notice what he says to husband and wife. He says, do not defraud yourselves. When you talk about sex, he said, don't defraud yourself. Because the man does not have authority over his own body. The wife does. The wife does not have authority over her own body. The what? The husband does. He says, only separate yourself, all right, or abstain from sexual activity by consent and only for a time so that the devil will not take advantage. The Bible is balanced. Some people are very spiritual, but are, they, they are spiritual. They seem to be spiritual, but they are very stupid. When we examine it, the stupidity of the IS order. Very stupid. Building a godly home is more wisdom and common sense than prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is good, though. It's to be inside. But you see that godly home, eh? It's more of what you do in the home to your partner than more than anything else. Don't try to husband your body. Look at what he says. First Kings 21-25. Amen. Can we read? One, two, what does he say? Louder, 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 louder. But there was none like unto who? Ahab, which did sell himself to walk wickedness in the sight of who? Hmm. Whom what? Jesse Ben, his wife, stayed up. There are a lot of things a husband can do because he wants his wife to call him a man. <laughs> there are a lot of things a husband can do because he wants a sense of approval for the wife. Because Jesse Ben was from an idolatrous background. And she wanted to bring the worship of Baal into Israel. Ahab didn't stop her. 
because he wanted the approval of his wife. The Bible says Jezebel was the one who stirred him up to do it. Praise God. And they must have had a wonderful marriage. Because in that kind of marriage, the husband does what the wife wants, the wife is fine. The husband does not do what the wife wants, the wife will give him hair. That is not a godly marriage. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Praise God. I'll come to husbands in a bit too. Let us just marinate here. You know when you're cooking chicken, what do you do? You put it, you put some, you know, some stuff inside and let it marinate. Everything will enter inside. Let the work choke you. Hallelujah. So you come out with a flavor. Hallelujah. Of godliness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So, a good woman, a good wife should stare and support her husband to do God's will, even if it is not her own will. Okay? I'll give you an example. If you look at example of a good, godly woman, in scriptures, we have Abigail. 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 3. I can't go into that story, but you can read it. 1 Samuel 25, 3 to 18. Right? David wanted to go and do something that was wrong. Um, Abigail's husband, Nabal, which means a fool. You know, the Bible is very interesting. I love the Bible, man. It's so amazing. There's a, guy's, there's a guy whose name is fool in the Bible. Like, that is his name. Are, are you following what I'm saying? What's my, my, my name is Food. <laughs> I don't know whether the Bible was one that gave him the nickname. You understand what I'm saying? But that's what they said his name was. That's a fool. Because David had taken care of his property in the wilderness and all that. And because they were thieves and robbers. And ensured that the guy didn't lose anything. So the guy and those, you know, his property, they arrived at uh, his house. Oh, and they told them, oh, David did this, this, and all that. David's men had done that work out of the kindness of their heart, but they were now hungry. Amen, somebody. So the, David now sent a message to him, anything for the boys. We just protected you people. Then he told the guy to say, I'm not giving you. The guy said, I'm not giving you. Is it how people who are servant of their master and they run away from their master and not be behaving? You are not talking to me. You are who are mates. David said, eh? It's me you are talking. If, God, if I don't destroy your house, God punish me. So David wanted to act in the flesh. Are you following what I'm saying? Because if he had killed Nabal with his own hand, all right, it would have been unjust for him to do. Because the man had every right to say, I'm not giving you. He should have said, I will leave it and don't let God judge. So he was on his way to do that wicked thing. Abigail had. Sharp, sharp. She knew what to do. Because, you see, Abigail knew what part of David was offended. Because, you see, a man eh, is a man. The man has, you see, part of a man that has a king in him. That's the part that is divine, you know, spirit and all that. But there's a part of a man that has an idiot inside. A fool. How many of you have heard some men do some things and you are like, ah, ah, this same man. How many of you have heard something like that? You see a man, when he, maybe you say, you know, he's talking a seal. When he's talking, you see, all right, we, we project that our PBT is going to be 500% from 2017 position. And we believe that, uh, all right, based on our 5.9 gender of one, two, are you like, oh, mercy, but boy, you will push in sorrow. You will say, ah, ah, this guy is a correct person. You will not hear the next day, he slept with his housemate. 
You'll not be trying to how from where to where? <laughs> from where to where? Or you as a sister, you a man you respect. Then you now find that this man is married with five children and he's striking you. But you're wondering, how can a man be doing? You understand? This I, I respect him. It, you know what? Because he can be a king or an idiot. Every man has that tendency. He's supposed to, by this governance of the spirit of God and by the word of God and prayer, kill the idiots and grow the king. If you allow the idiots to grow, <laughs> you will see a lot of idiocy hiding by the same. You understand? Ryan Giggs. How many of you know Ryan Giggs? How many of you know Ryan Giggs? How many of you know Ryan Giggs? Footballer. Great footballer, left foot. You move like this, move like this, move like this. I remember one goal he scored against Asna in 1999. Sorry, Asna fans, for this example. And he moved like this, move like this, move like this. Goal! Semi final, knock Asna out. They went to win the final and won the trip. Man, Giggs, great guy. That's talent, everybody loved him. Until we found out that he slept with his, his brother's wife. And I've been having an affair with his own brother's wife. What kind of sexual incontinency will make a man be chasing his own brother's wife? That's a fool. Praise God. David, the fool part of David rose up. I will kill him. You insulted my ego. Never underestimate the foolish things a man can do because his ego has been hurt. Very foolish thing. Wanted to kill a man and his whole family. Because the man insulted him. Abigail came. She did not discuss the righteousness on the unrighteousness of David. She didn't say, ah, ah, what kind of king to be will you be? Nonsense. <laughs> All this men say, your ego is too fragile. You're gonna... No, she didn't say that. Because there are some women that in their bid to try to correct men, they make it worse. They make it worse. Look at you. And you are saying you are a dickie in church. Look at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you are not going to get that result that way. And they call you pastor. Soon now you'll be speaking in tongues. And you are talking. You will not get <laughs> You are not going to get it that way. Talking down your husband does not help the home. No matter the point you are trying to make. It won't work. You know what Abigail did? Hmm. Anytime I read that story, I put my hand like this. Ah. Abigail went to meet David. Let me tell what she did. She went to meet David. Before she got to David, she got servants. You know David was angry and he was on his way. She got servants and said, listen, oh yeah, go and get 100 then cattle. Go and get this. Go and get this. And be going in advance. So, those ones are going in advance. So, as David was coming angry, I will show him. God do so to me and more if I don't destroy this man and his entire lineage. As David was going, he started seeing goats, cow. This thing coming like that. And he said, My Lord David, we brought this for you. Abigail, the wife of Nabal, said we should bring this. We are so sorry. Calm down. Oh, yeah. Relax, relax, relax. And when she came, she didn't come and come down from this thing and catwalk. No. She came and she began to bow down. David, Marvin, no, no. David, just calm down. Yeah, my Lord, David. So she was trying to get him to calm down. Then when she opened her mouth and began to speak to David, 
She did not speak to the fool. She spoke to the king. She said, my Lord David, you know, God has anointed you to be king instead of Saul. And this thing you are passing through now is just a temporal thing. We all know you are going to sit on the, on the throne. Don't allow the actions of this foolish man make you do something that will bring a stain to your reign. Please calm down. And when David heard, hey, because by the time she finished talking, David repented. Because he said, this is a very wise woman. What are you doing with a fool? Hallelujah. David never forgot. Now, let me now come to those of us sisters who are believing God for a spouse. Let me tell you something. If you want a high-quality spouse that will meet you once and will not forget, it's not, your looks are not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. See, sisters, let me explain something to you about men. Like have sexy, have curve, like I am a tanga. Just have a, anyhow, just have a scatter. Let me tell you what the response you will get from a man. It will be sexual. Looks elicit a sexual response from men. That's the truth. That's why, if you like, you, oh, go and put um, your video of yourself shaking bum bum on Instagram. You are eliciting sexual response. That's why you are getting stupid messages in your DM. The man is not thinking. And so your relationships are with men that were not, never thinking. Their head was not straight. You say, how are all men like this? No. The, the response, what you threw out into the atmosphere is what came back to you. You threw out sexual stuff and sexual stuff came back to you. The way you speak to a man is what he will never forget. The way you speak to him, he will never forget it. You know the insulting words. Wait, brothers, how many of you here had a terrorist encounter with a woman where she is? Maybe you asked out and she said some words and you never forget it. It never left your soul. Let me see your hand. It never left your soul. You couldn't, never, you could, it just, it was there. See, today, it is regulating your relationship. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, there's a brother, that's a lady told, if you were the only man in this world, I can never date you. Those things, they don't live. So what that man will now begin to do, he's going to be trying his best to be worthy for the next person. Hallelujah. So when wives speak in a derogatory, negative, abusive way to their husbands, he does something to those men. Don't build a prison for your husband or your husband to be because your tongue is as sharp as knife. Don't be that woman. Don't be that wife because you have so much power over that man. More power than you realize. You are so powerful. You have more power than you realize. The words that come out of your mouth as a woman, the men may not realize it, but they are changing based on the words of their, of, their, of their wives, positively or negative. Praise God. I said, praise God. The woman who tells her husband that uh, he's not uh, something, he's not enough, do you know what you try to do? Because it's, 
so ego is hurt. He will, want, he will try to prove that he is enough. At least so that he will say, at least let me tell my, I must, I must be enough somewhere. I must be adequate somewhere. So he will go and look for someone who says you are enough. So sometimes you have men who cheat. We focus on they cheated. Yes, we should. It's wrong. But what was the process that led to that? What happened? Why did he go out? Why did this man who was never known like this, how come he's acting out of character? What was he hearing? Hallelujah. We must make sure we understand this. In the home, the actions of the two parties is important. It determines the kind of home they will have. Glory to God. Let us lose on the wives, then we'll go to the husband. Are you learning something? I'm your pastor. I have to instruct you. Amen. I have to instruct you. I have to tell you the truth. Glory to God. Seven things women and wives take note of to build a godly home, to make it work. Number one, be naked with your husband emotionally, physically, and spiritually. There should be nothing your husband do not know, does not know. Don't ensure you get into your marriage. Your husband is never surprised by any information. You've told him everything he needs to know. Praise God. Number two, be your husband's peace. <laughs> if you are married and you find out that your husband always brands somewhere, <laughs> always branching somewhere after work, <laughs> says because uh, there's this. No, it's because there's no peace at home. He's branching. So that he can reduce the warfare he, he understands, he encounters. But when he comes in, his warfare. Sister, if you're married at home, when your husband comes home, first thing you want to do is this. You want to help him decompress. They don't compress him outside. You know this Lagos we are living in? As he was driving, someone almost hit him. Praise God. One malware that does not trafficate, enter this, you understand? <laughs> Everywhere is crazy. His line manager is asking him for this and all. When he comes home, don't put pressure on him. Babe, how was your day? All right? Oh, it was stressful. Yeah, come. Let me massage you. you know? And as he's talking, you are massaging his neck. You understand? You are massaging his neck. I is talking. Before in the one hour, you are talking. Don't just, husband comes home. Uh -huh. I just continue, you know. Jesus, we answer me. We answer you. Don't worry. <laughs> we answer you soon. Peace, come home. Peace, peace. Praise God. Then if your wife walks, don't worry. We come to husbands too. What you should do? We need to be able to ensure we give as much love we want to take. Hallelujah. Same thing, you are dating somebody. Alright? Every time he's eating. Have you slept? Have you woken up? Have you eaten? What did you eat? Have you slept? Have you a kilo share? Are you chat GP or AI? Maybe it's just automated. What's all that? One? <laughs> Are you programmed? <laughs> Hallelujah. Third thing: be your husband's defense. Be your husband's defense. Don't be your husband's accuser. I always tell married people that people are about to get married when I'm counseling them that don't go and report your husband to your family. 
When both of you have reconciled, your family will not forget. <laughs> there is no set of people that have better memory than in-laws. <laughs> Their memory is perfect. <laughs> it's very good. When you have moved on, five years later, they will just say, remember you, is he still doing that thing? Five years old. And you're ah. A long time. We just we're having issues. Does not mean you should be bringing it up now. I'm just saying. I'm concerned. In those, don't forget. Be your husband's defense. Number four. Be the source of your husband's satisfaction. Sexually, emotionally, administratively, and financially. What do I mean financially? Don't be adding to your husband's bill. Show consideration. A considerate of his. Spending, you know, be, you know, be, be satisfaction. Be satisfaction sexually. If you are married and you are doing um, sex, having sex twice in a year, you are not, do, you are not, you are not working the will of God. <laughs> you are married, though. Ah, you are not working the will of God. Though. When it's now a weapon, it's a warfare and prayer, prayer point to sleep with your husband. Ah, no, you are not, you are not, you are not, you are not working as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> you are not working your sanctification. You are very wrong. You are very wrong. Hallelujah. Emotionally, there must be times in marriage where both of you talk. Praise the Lord. You connect the most as husband and wife. Because if not, that emotional connection is not happening, there will be a desire for it. And when there is a desire for something that is not being met, ah, hey, there is a problem in the marriage. Because somehow, somewhere, somebody will meet it. Now, husbands, I'm going to come to you. You find out that, I don't even have noticed sometimes, your wives will have girlfriends, you no know, ladies, that they talk to a lot. Right? Sometimes your wife is talking to you, and she's saying, I told you this. But you say, honey, you never told me. The reason why she's saying, she has told that her girlfriend. But she's not doing as though she's told you. That, there's nothing wrong with the wife having ladies that are friends. But you see, that continuous talking to friends or a group of friends is a pointer to there is a need to talk to somebody. But the person that she's married to is not available to listen. Praise God. Men to like that, you have somebody else. They talk about most times when men want to talk about sensitive issues, they don't look for another man to talk to. It's another woman they will talk to. In discipline, men. Praise God. A disciplined man has enough sense to know that uh -uh, no matter how bad things are, it's not another woman. Uh, because you see, brothers, when you are telling another woman certain things, it's unconscious. She will want, there's a, a mumu button will be activated. Then she will not want to mama you. You see, mumu and mamaling. You want to mama you. And mumu button. <laughs> you will have a child out of wedlock. <laughs> I'm telling you. You have uh, adultery happen. It's not, there's no spirit of adultery. Come out of my life. No. <laughs> no. You are programming yourself for adultery. Praise God. Number five, be a good counselor to your husband. A woman's counseling ability is, in, is, is, is tied to her capacity to listen well. Listen. 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 
Number six, be a source of faith, hope, love to your husband. Be a source of faith, hope, and love to your husband. Number seven, talk to, talk with, and talk for your husband. Talk for him in prayer, in ministry and business, and talk for him to your children. Now, let me go to the husband. <laughs> every time, nearly every time the Bible talks to the husband, it tells the husband to love your wife. Do you know the reason why it tells the husband to love the wife? Because <laughs> there was a challenge with husbands loving just that woman. So he instructs them, love your wives. Look at it. <laughs> Colossians chapter 3 and verse 19. Hallelujah. Colossians 3 and 19. Can we look at that quickly? Want to go? What does he say? Colossians 3 and 19 says what? Husbands, love your what? Touch now. Husband, love your what? And be not what? So, it means that there is something that the wives do that makes them have the tendency to be what? Bitter against them. So, he instructs them, love your wives and do not what? Be not bitter against them. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, husbands are told to love their wives as Christ loved the church. So, that means... The love of a husband for the wife is independent of what the wife does. So the husband is supposed to love the wife. Whether she's good, whether she's bad, love her. Just as Christ loved, um, loves the church. That means unconditional love. Very, very important. So it's not based on, oh, she did well, she did bad. You are to love her. That's the instruction from scriptures. Praise God. Now, let us look at something. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 6 to 7. Peter gives a bit more depth to his instructions to husbands about in relation to their wives. And you see, Peter was married. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, if you look at Paul's instructions, eh, Paul's instructions to the married was based on the fact that he was a, an apostle and he pastored people. But Peter's instruction was based on experience. It was based on he pastored people, he was an apostle, but also he was a married man himself. So that is why when you look at Peter's instruction, there is more depth to it. Look at what Peter says. 1 Peter 3 and verse 7. He says, likewise, ye husbands, everybody means he says what? Dwell with them according to what? Giving honor unto the wife as unto what? And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not. Now, let us break this down. He said, likewise, ye husbands, well with them according to knowledge. What is he saying? That knowledge there is the Greek word gnosis. And gnosis means understanding that comes from observation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Wilson, come. You are married, Abby. How many years married? Um, are you, have you been married? Huh? Two years? Or th two years. Okay. Have you noticed certain things about your wife from observation? Things that she doesn't like and things that she likes, just from observation. Huh? Good. So, you know from knowledge 
Not from Bible knowledge, Joe, but from interaction that, hmm, when I do dishes like this, right? So he says, likewise, your husbands, where with them according to knowledge. So, for a husband to dwell with his wife in a way that is peaceful and in a way that will be successful, that will not lead to separation and divorce, there is a component of knowledge that is necessary. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Now, please have a seat. Thank you very much. How many of you have ever gotten a laptop? Okay, how many of you have? How many of you, the first time you got a Mac, an, uh, an Apple, this Mac laptop, you, you struggled with it at the beginning? How many of you had that experience? How many of you had that experience? Good. Now, what was the issue? Was there, was there an issue with the laptop? The issue and the frustration was in you didn't have the knowledge you needed to operate that system. Praise the Lord. Now, husbands or future husbands, you will need to understand that woman to be able to live with her. I always tell people that are about to get married, I say, listen to me. All these love people are doing before marriage, you are going on this. I love her, she's perfect. I, I, I spoke to a couple one time and I asked them, I said, what issues, right? What challenges do you have in your relationship? Um, what, what things do you think you're... He said, no, pastor, she's perfect, nothing. Ah, I said, she's perfect. He said, yes, nothing, no fault, nothing. She's faultless, ah, like the lamb. <laughs> then I said, one of the guests, he said, yes, he said, yes, no, pastor, I love him, he's so perfect. I said, from what both of you have said, you don't know yourself, well, you know, to calm down. I said, counsel, and I said, when you now begin, because, uh, you know, and I can't be saying, oh my God, this is so cinderellic. No. <laughs> you will find out. Just, it's just calm down. You, it will, you will find out. You understand? You will find out. So, you will now need to live with each other according to knowledge. That knowledge is how you will live with each other. He says, Likewise, your husband dwell with them according to knowledge. He now says, giving unto the wife, giving honor unto the wife as unto the what? Weaker vessels. Hold on. Now, many people have misunderstood this statement to say the women are weaker vessels. No. How can you be saying giving honor to weaker vessels? No. You know, when you are saying giving honor, it's talking about giving value, seeing and treating with high esteem. That's what he's saying. So treat with high esteem, esteem like, um, you know, a precious vessel in your house. How many of you had those plates? Your parents said, always, you know, put bodyguards around when you were growing up. How many of you had those plates? Come on. That always came out during special occasions and never before. And whenever you're carrying it, carry it well, carry it. It's a special vessel. You understand? So what he's saying here is that the vessel, the woman, the wife is precious. So handle her with knowledge. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Handle her with knowledge. Most times, you find men saying things like, oh, you can never understand a woman. They say, you want to understand a woman, they will now be, you know, all this kind of illustration. The truth about this is that you don't need to understand all women. It's your own wife you need to understand. Hallelujah. The problem with men is that they are trying to understand more than one woman. Brothers, look at me. If you want to have help, 
on earth. Try to marry more than one wife. Yeah, you know, you don't want to obey God now. You said you have a that idea. You say polygamy is the way. Abraham married more than one. David, Solomon. So I am going to follow the Old Testament says. Just don't worry. You want hell, I'll be married. See, there was a particular story in the Bible. I'll send it to my wife. The, the name of that guy's name was, uh, what's his name now? Jeruba. Gideon. Hmm. Amazing story. God used Gideon to deliver Israel from the Midianites. Valiant man, an angel showed up. I met the angel said, Oh, Gideon, valiant man. He says, Go and this your valor and, and take and, and deliver Israel from media. The guy said, Me, I have valor. I don't know. Angel said, You have valor. Go, go. And he went, and God used him mightily. I was reading the story, very interesting. Then he now came to a part of the, 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 the chapter. He now said, and Gideon had many wives who gave birth to 70 children. Everybody say 70. Shanda Kabaya. Ayala Kopoko. Eh? He didn't stop there. And he now said, and he also had a kokumbai. So Gideon had a woman problem. He also had a kokumbai who gave birth to a son called Abimelech. Guess what happened? He said that Abimeleke, that the Kokuba gave birth to, that son grew up and killed the old 70 children. 70 children. He killed all of them. Se killed all of them. Remained just one. By the time 30 years passed, the whole 70 children that um, Jephthah gave birth to, I'm sorry, Jerubal gave birth to, were dead. The seventy-first one that was a child of a cockumbai was dead. So, after having seventy-one children, it was only seventy-two children. Only one, the youngest, was one that survived. If you want help on it, if you want your own your household to be World War Fourteen with all your children fighting, using juju and witchcraft to be colliding over, go and marry more than one wife. Amen. Since you do not want to be this. Because there is a reason the Bible tells you, I say, for this cause shall a man, he didn't say a man's, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave, he didn't say cleave unto wives, he said unto his own wife. There's a reason why the scripture in the scripture is husband of one wife, that one wife, heaven, more than one, that heaven, he's come, he come hello. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So you're having issues with your wife, don't worry. Sort it out. Look at him and he says, sort it out. Say, no let problem. We can sort it out. Don't go and looking for another one to say, I will have another woman. I will teach you lesson. Don't worry. We find out that the lessons are not of God are not taught that way. Glory to God. It's not taught that way. It's from Bible teaching. Hallelujah. So, five things the husband must know and must do as regards his wife. Number one, be naked with your wife and not ashamed. Keep no secrets. Hallelujah. Keep no secrets. Keep no secrets. Tell your wife. Keep no secrets. Oh. The man of God should not. <laughs> don't be ma doing man of God to your wife. The woman, your wife must see the man inside that man of God. 
Be open to your wife. Let her know your issues. Let her know your challenges. Your wife must know. Glory to God. And husbands, please, if you're having issues with your wife, don't look for substitutes. Glory to God. Let me tell you what the devil will do when you are having challenges with your wife. That is if you have not done what you should do. Because when you get married, all aspiring wives, you know what I mean by that, all applicants' wives, all ex-girlfriends, all aspiring ex-girlfriends that were never girlfriends, everybody in that category, you should have deleted all of them. Praise God. When you are married, then you are now keeping certain stuff, you know, certain things open. You are not serious. I'm married. Yet. Now, even when you are single, there are certain things that shouldn't be happening. You're a Christian. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. It's consecration. So that's it. You're a Christian. Well, you know, there's it's like, for example, you are, you are single or you're in a relationship. But you are in a relationship like four ladies. So I say, if this one fails, this one will not fail. That one fail. What are you doing? It's not loto. We are not gambling here. You are doing multiple dating. There are some women too. They are, have different. No. Don't do things like that. You're a Christian. Everybody say, I am a Christian. Louder, I am a Christian. Yeah, so you're supposed to, when you're married, everything, you, you know, you're having issues with your wife, you sort it out with your wife. Praise the Lord. I've had times where myself and my wife have had misunderstanding. I have not for once gone to go and look for someone and say, me and my wife, we quarrel this money, me. But for what purpose? Even my father, I don't tell my father. We will sort it out. Baby, and she too, we will sort it out. We are in this together. Glory to God. Sort it out. Discuss it. Discuss it. Discuss it. No malice in this marriage. Let's talk about it. And somebody must have the sense to yield when, all right, it's time to yield. If two coconut heads get married, both of them will break. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you're, you are married and both of you have coconut head, and the Holy Ghost is living in that coconut head, and you are not allowing the Holy Ghost to soften this coconut head and make it purple, something is wrong with both of you. Amen. And the Holy Ghost should be able to soften this coconut and make it, you know. But when we only go soften the coconut, we can both eat the coconut and drink the water inside. And everybody, everybody is cool. Amen. But when we are resisting the breaking of the Holy, Holy Ghost and the coconut remain coconut, the water we cannot drink it. We are thirsty. And we'll be thirsty for a long time. Hallelujah. So husbands, listen. No substitute. Don't have a side cheek. God forbid, we can't men. We don't do that, amen. We have kingdom men here, hallelujah. We don't, we don't keep side chicks, glory to God. No, we don't. We don't. We don't do that crap. How, how do you want to see it? You know, you know, be hygiene. Wear face cap. Are you all hoodie? You now get to your hotel. I learned this from movies. Where are you going to? 502. 501. 502. I believe it's 502. Oh, God, speak louder. Is it 
man of God. Then somebody will now see you at the reception. Hey, how are you doing, sir? God bless you. Seven years ago, you gave me a word that changed my life. You know, you're the one that got me through the Holy Ghost. Uh -huh. What to go by? You gave me a word that, that changed my life. <laughs> yes, sir. What are you doing here, sir? <laughs> I came here for a personal retreat. <laughs> I just came to seek the face of the Lord for a few days. Receptionist is looking at it like that. <clears throat> you see, what are you, light of the world, doing there? <laughs> Who chased you to be there? It's like somebody that is not married. You are not, you have not married. People have just said it. Then you are now, you know, being in places you shouldn't be. The guy said, ah. What is there? Why is we not going to club? Something, something. It's all these Christians. No, be no. All these Christians just look. He said, You hear this like, you hear this like, oh no, I'm a Christian. I'm not religious. I, 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 get, I, I, I separated from religion a long time ago. I have, a, I, I, I have a relationship with Jesus. There are no rules in my relationship with the Lord Jesus. Jesus knows I love him. And as I'm here, even in this club, I'm fellowshipping with Jesus, even though I'm enjoying myself. Hallelujah. Then you go there. Okay, no problem. You go there. As we enter there, Mister Joker, not our Joker. Oh, I'm just. Ah, oh, what are you doing? Ah, <laughs> I'm not. It's just a baby. It's You now be speaking in tongues that does not have interpretation. You are a Christian. Hallelujah. Christian man, you know, as I'm talking like this, the Holy Ghost is talking to some men. You see that chat, you started the WhatsApp, close it. You see that DM, you entered on Twitter, close it. Apologize first before you close it. Say, um, I'm so sorry, I was acting out of character, all these nonsense conversations that we had. I'm so sorry, I apologize, forgive me. Never have done that, this, this, this. Yes. Let me have a stupid conversation with people. Hallelujah. I'll close up now. I mean, <laughs> Even ministers, because all of us were ministers, pastors, I was talking to somebody one time and he was telling me about a pastor. Oh, the pastor felt so bad. So bad that this pastor was caught asking for nudes from somebody. You understand? And this pastor sent his own nudes. Ah, <laughs> I said that. Uh, the pastor said he sent nudes. They did to send her own. And when things got bad, the lady was saying, Oh, these abusers in the church. They abuse us. They abuse it. But sister, you two, you sent nude. You both of you sent. Then I looked at it. I said, Look, now that man of God is fine now. Probably must be in a bad place. People fall. I don't know what the story was. But the truth about it is. When you fall before God, God forgives it and forgets it and treats you as though you never fell. But you see, if you fall before men, that's where it's hard though. You see, just like in-laws, men, 
You know the memory they have? It's very long. And you know now with social media, if you fall, they will archive it on the net. Thus that 15 years later, when you are now working strongly for God, they will bring out your fire. And say, ah, it's 15 years ago, but we hope it's still not like that too. So this is my counsel to you, Christian soldier. As we strive towards having godly homes, those of us that are thinking of getting married and all that, ensure you arm yourself with holiness and righteousness in your dealings with your spouses and your dealings with every other person. Don't take what I'm telling you for you know, as just an all. Anybody who does not take precautions can fall. And a good marriage does not just happen. Intentionally built. It is intentionally worked towards. Hallelujah. Have you learned something today? Have you learned something today? Alright, can we rise up on our feet and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? I can't hear you. Can we pray in the Spirit? I'm just praying the Holy Ghost for a few minutes. <sighs> oh God, give us godly homes, Christian homes, Christian homes. Man taka baba sitara dise klahatis. Kura masha taka baba basukoto loboti sapa bahaya. Man taka bare mesoproto kobori masanda la bahaya. Come on, talking other tongues. If your wife and your husband is here, can you just go and join your hands with them wherever they are? Husbands, oh yeah. Valeria, come and meet your husbands. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Quickly, quickly, we are praying. Jay, come and meet your husband. I know your husband is going to go and meet you. Aya, come now. Oh yeah, come and hold your hands. Hold your hand. Let's begin to pray. Can we just pray in the Spirit, everybody? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Everybody, pray, 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 pray. Let's just pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Man tokora mashada bariyasuta. Ikada bakubra andeli grosa pakada la bahaya. Ramaku supra dekebe kataka bababa bahaya. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our Telegram channel using the link t.me slash God has blessed you.